You're listening to the Homeschooling Families Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Welcome. Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. We're now in November, and for so many of us, that means recounting what we're thankful for, making a point to journal or talk about gratitude as we're marching towards Thanksgiving and Christmas. But how does all that Thanksgiving impact us practically? How does it change the way we engage with our spouse or our children or go about our day? This week, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about, how gratitude benefits a homeschooling family. So I hope you'll stay tuned. Before we dive in, I want to tell you that David has created a Thanksgiving journal that will help you study Thanksgiving in the Psalms while establishing a habit of Thanksgiving and gratitude in your own life that will transform you and your family in ways that will astonish you. For 40 days, you'll study what God's Word tells us about being grateful, and then you'll write very specifically about the things that you're thankful for. It will prove to be a life-changing exercise, I promise. So check it out today at transformjournals.com and pick up a copy for yourself or get a family pack to work through with your children in your family devotions. Again, you can learn more and order them today at transformjournals.com. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cedarville University, which is home to more than 4,700 students in Southwest Ohio. Did you know that students spend approximately 1,000 days in college, no matter where they go? Well, at Cedarville, they're committed to helping students make the most of every one of those days with a mission to transform lives through excellent academics and intentional discipleship in submission to biblical authority. Students graduate from Cedarville ready to make a kingdom impact in their careers, their churches, and their communities. They leave bolder, wiser, and closer to Christ. Learn more at cedarville.edu. Again, that's cedarville.edu. So now, David, I want us to talk a little bit this week about the benefits of gratitude to a homeschooling family. Now, to set the stage for this, gratitude and the study of gratitude, Thanksgiving, has played a massive role in your life over the last couple of years. So tell us a little bit about that before we dive in. <laughs> well, I i mean, studying gratitude has become a big part of just my own Bible study over the last, I don't know, two and a half, three years. And part of that is because of uh, difficulties that I've had, but it's more than that because I was actually being led to gratitude long before, you know, I started just really struggling with anxiety or was, did struggle with anxiety. And um, it's become one of those things that you see everywhere hmm. when you're looking uh, and you're studying the Bible and um, it's in everything. And I think I've mentioned in the past where uh, the kids, when I start talking about what I'm reading or I'm talking about what, you know, the, a particular sermon or, or something, we, I end up returning to gratitude and gratitude is just one of those elements that is just in everything. It's foundational. Yeah. And I think what we start to learn actually, when you study gratitude and you actually spend a lot of time with it, 
um, you notice a couple of things. One of them is, first of all, it's foundational. I've already hit on that. The other thing is, is that it's actually coupled with prayer often. And so really what you're left with is this idea that prayer and thanksgiving is foundational to the Christian life. It is like what makes you who you are. And one of the reasons why gratitude is so important in making who you are in Christ as a Christian is because um, you start to understand that God is the giver, right? That God is like this good giver and he has given us everything. And so literally every single thing that you look at in creation, uh, in your own life, uh, things that you have bought yourself, mm-hmm. um, you start to realize that it really is just a gift from God. The relationships that you have, the marriage that you have, the family, I mean, it's gifts from God. And so the relationship that you have with God it's really, it kind of comes through gratitude. Now, you know, when we think about gratitude now, we think about it often uh, about the way that we teach it to our kids and the way we were taught what gratitude was, which is uh, it follows this idea of uh, when somebody gives you a gift, you're grateful for it. You say, thank you. Or when you have a, uh, a waiter or a waitress and you are um, uh, uh, ordering your meal, you finish your order with thank you. Or when they bring you your meal, you say thank you. So it's like this response to what people have done for you. And uh, the thanksgiving of the Bible is not really like that. And the reason why is, well, first of all, I would label that as a courtesy, right? It is a courtesy to respond with thanksgiving when somebody does something for you. But the thanksgiving in the Bible is different. And the reason why is because God is the giver and everything that you have in your life, literally every single thing that you see, it's a gift from God. And so there's not really this element of it's a response. It's more of a demeanor. It's a posture. It's a filter for a way that you see things. So the Thanksgiving of the Bible is different from the courtesy that we most often teach our kids. And the courtesy is great. And people should continue to teach that courtesy, um, not taking anything away from that. That's really powerful. But it's not the same thing as the Thanksgiving that God talks about in his word. And when you talk about thanksgiving in the Christian life, that is different from that courtesy. It's not a response. It's a demeanor. It's a posture. It's the way you approach your days. And so it impacts the way you do everything. It impacts your relationship with God. I am so thankful for God for bringing these good gifts into my life. I'm thankful for that tree. I'm thankful for the changing of the seasons. I'm thankful for how green the grass is. I'm thankful. So it's more than just a response. It's a demeanor in the way you see things. I'm thankful for this house. I'm thankful for my car. I'm thankful for the people that worked hard to create this car and the resources. I mean, it could go endless. And so it's this demeanor of the way that you approach things 
And when you start to think about it in those terms and you start to actually practice Thanksgiving in that way, it's way more than a response. It's like this filter. It's like, you know, glasses. It's the way you see things. Yeah. And, you know, back a few minutes ago when you were noting that, um, that you, you came through this study and it was very personal. You were going through a situation in your life where um, things were difficult. You were working through some things and God had already been seeding the, the field. He had already been directing your life in this way. Well, the reason really that, that we're talking about that this week and the way that it benefits families is because of the way that we have seen this benefit our family, the way that we have seen God working in your own life personally. And then kind of that just overflows in the way that he has led our family, the way that it has impacted our relationships. And so we wanted to spend our time today really looking at those relationships and how gratitude really benefits a homeschooling family specifically, but honestly, any family. So so let's dive into those benefits for a, a family. So you have uh, the most obvious example of how it benefits a family is in Ephesians 5. And the amazing thing about that chapter, and it's a very familiar passage that all of us have kind of landed in, whether it's in your wedding or uh, you've heard a pastor talk about it when they get into the function of the family. The thing that's so amazing about this is that if you went to some deep theologian, you know, today that people respect or some teacher of the Bible, and they were to say, I need you to write a book about the importance of biblical marriage or how you're going to have a biblical marriage or how you're going to have an amazing marriage from the Bible, they would end up writing probably 250 pages, 250 to 300 pages of just stuff. You'd have this treatise of stuff that they would give you. And Paul doesn't do that. Paul really just gives one key to the relationship between a husband and a wife. So from a husband's standpoint, it's going to be husband, love your wives. And that's it, right? I mean, if you can imagine any kind of a, a, a major teacher of, of uh, the Bible, when they're talking about um, your relationship, husband to your wife, they're going to write a lot on that. And Paul just gets into one thing, husband, love your wife. And then conversely, you have wife, submit to your husband or believe in your husband, be willing to follow him. And that's really the only thing he gives you. And then you have, okay, father, um, do not provoke your children to wrath. And that kind of crystallizes the relationship that a father is supposed to have with his sons or even his daughters. And so he has broken this down into a really simple form. So we see that that all of those things that you just mentioned strengthen your family. They strengthen the relationships. But but what does gratitude, how does Paul tie gratitude into those things? So, I mean, when you were doing, so before he even gets into Starting in verse 22, before he even gets into verse 22, in verse 20, he talks about gratitude. And he says to be grateful in all things in the Lord through Jesus Christ. And so the implication there is that 
if you are grateful, husband, it is easier for you to love your wife. Mm-hmm. And if you are grateful, wife, it is easier for you to believe in your husband. Father, if you are grateful for your son, it is easier to not provoke them to wrath. Son, if you are grateful for your father, it is easier for you not to get angry at your father. And then you keep going. Well, you have, obey, you know, honor, honor, all of honor you know, children, honor your parents. Well, if you are son and daughter grateful for your parents, it is going to be easier for you to honor them. And so this whole thing starts with gratitude. It's like gratitude overflows from the husband into loving his wife. Gratitude overflows for the wife into believing in her husband. And you really get into this element also of what do these people need? Meaning a wife needs to know that her husband loves her. A husband needs to know that his wife believes in him. And your son has a really hard time with anger. He needs help. And being able to get through that anger. And so these are things that they need as they grow and as, you know, their relationship and how they interact. Not only is he saying this is how you need to submit to them, Mm -hmm. right? Submit to the other. So the, the husband is actually submitting to the wife by loving her. And the wife is actually submitting to the husband by believing in him. Um, You actually, it all is set off by this gratitude. And so the impact in the family, in the family home, by inserting gratitude into that is that they're going to be able to interact in this way that is biblical. I mean, keep in mind, right, the way to read these, this, this chapter, uh, chapter five in these verses is this is how you're supposed to interact. This is what these people need above all else. Yeah. This is how what you're supposed to provide to them. So if the um, home is going to run right. Mm. It needs to have love. It needs to have belief. It needs to be absent of anger. Um, It needs to have honoring. And so that is what it needs. And so the point is, is that gratitude, it makes everything work better. Well, it fuels all of that. And we see over and over how how God's ways are so much better. You know, when we buy into the world's picture of a family where it's really everybody fighting for their own way, everybody looking at themselves, my rights, my will, my way, etc. You you see families breaking, you see relationships fractured. And yet, when we approach things with prayer and thanksgiving and and we actually elevate, we, we have the appreciation for the people around us that God, by his grace, put in our homes, that changes everything. That strengthens relationships. That makes it so much easier for us as women to believe in our husbands, which builds them up and makes it so much easier for them to love us in the way that we need to be. And then together we are able to show our children love and care and not provoking them to anger, to listen to them. Um, we did uh, in homeschool subjects this this weekend, we talked about questions and how questions go for the heart of the situation, whereas accusations just harden the will. That is one way that we are able to invest that time to build those relationships. But it's all built, first of all, 
on gratitude. And we're going to talk about later how to practically start getting that habit. But I wanted to move on. So the first the first benefit of gratitude for your family is that gratitude strengthens your relationships. The second one is that gratitude combats that which is incompatible with it. What in the world does that mean? Because, <laughs> okay, so you got to know this. So he says stuff like this. And we're all looking at him with these blank stares like, okay, bud, you got to bring us in on your thought process. So now I know you all have those blank stares. So when you say that gratitude combats that which is incompatible with us, baby, what on earth does that mean? So let I want to return back to the first point just for one second. Okay. And one thing that I want to say is, is the reason why Paul wrote this chapter in Ephesians 5 was not just because he wanted to help families understand how to run better and he wanted people to understand, okay, what do husbands and what do wives need and what do kids need and all that stuff. He's talking about the gospel. And so that's the main point behind, you know, that's kind of the umbrella behind this whole thing. This whole thing is that he's talking to people that are primarily Roman households that are saved um, and that know Jesus Christ, and he's trying to teach them how to be better witnesses in the communities that they're in. And so what he's saying is, is that by you, husbands loving your wives, wives believing in your husbands or submitting to your husbands, children, you know, sons not being not being angry with your fathers and fathers not provoking their children. What you're doing is, is that you're actually testifying to the power of the gospel. Hmm. And so it is the way for you to be a better witness in the community that you're living in, because people will see this family is different. And it starts with gratitude. OK, now, the other thing to kind of keep in mind on gratitude is that gratitude um, has companions, I think we can say, and, and those companions are going to be appreciation. Um, it's going to be love. It's going to be generosity. Right? So by companions, you, you have often said, this is what they hang out with. This, these are the things that gratitude tends to hang out with. Yes. So see, when, I listen to you. I know. And so when you, so when you have, when you see gratitude or when there's a demeanor of gratitude in a person, in a person's heart, it is, you usually see other elements that go with it. One of those is appreciation. So appreciation is very much like gratitude, right? You say, I appreciate you. But the difference is, is that gr- appreciation has a, a an additional layer of going up in value. And so not only are you saying, I'm grateful for you, but you're saying you're valuable to me. That person has value to me. And that is really powerful because now that's the reason why husband love your wife. Well, Gratitude plays into that and leads to love in your wife. Why? Because now all of a sudden she has more value to you. She's really valuable to you, right? The other thing is, is generosity. You overflow with gratitude. You don't hold it to yourself. You share it. But, and it's not just generosity in terms of sharing your gratitude. You don't hold on to fans as tight. It's not like mine, 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 mine. It's like, how can I help you? And so you are willing to help other people. And it's not just a financial kind of help. It is helping in other ways, helping people move. Your heart goes out to them. 
you're compassionate towards them. And so it actually is coupled with generosity. And it's, it's coupled with a lot of other things as well. The opposite of gratitude is actually envy. And that surprises a lot of people when I say that. But when you are grateful for somebody or you're grateful for something, what you're actually saying in your head is, I am so happy to have this. When you're envious of something or someone, you say, I want that. So I want what you have. Give it to me. Hmm. And so envy goes with pride. So just like gratitude is going to be coupled with love and generosity and appreciation. These great things. Yeah. You're going to have envy, which is the opposite, is going to be coupled with pride, is going to be coupled with judgment, right? Because when somebody says, you can't have what I have, even though you want it, you start to becoming judgmental about, well, how dare you? And pride comes into that entitlement comes into that. I deserve what you have. I deserve this thing. What I have is not good enough. I want what you have. Now, the way that you get rid of things like entitlement, envy, pride, all of these kind of evil companions, (laughs) the way you get rid of them is that you don't say, I'm going to try harder not to be prideful. I'm going to try harder not to be envious. I'm going to try harder not to be entitled. I'm going to try harder not to be judgmental. The way you get rid of those things is that you actually insert gratitude. So you become more grateful. And the reason why is because gratitude is incompatible with envy. They cannot occupy the same space to the same level. To the point that you have gratitude, envy is lower. To the point that you have envy, gratitude is is lower. So Here's what happens. Envy actually fills a vacuum. So gratitude chases away envy, but you have to have an absence of gratitude in order for envy to come in. So there has to be this vacuum there. It's kind of like light and darkness. So really, you've got to to fundamentally change the way that you're looking at things. It's not just, I don't I, I don't want to be or envious, let's say, but rather you are literally transforming the way that you're looking at things so that you're elevating, appreciating, being grateful for those things that you do have, which diminishes those things that perhaps you were envious of before. The way that that works in families would be the more that I am grateful for my spouse, the more that I am building him up, I am rehearsing what I love about him. I am growing him in my view, the less likely I am to be envious of someone else's, which baby, I never was. But <laughs> but it's a very practical handoff there. As you are elevating things that you're grateful for, your desire, your envy, your your want for these other things truly does go down. Yes. And so, um, and that's why I kind of started this off with gratitude is a demeanor. Mm-hmm. So it's the way you see things. So there is constantly going to be things in your life to be grateful for. And there's going to be things in your life to be envious for. Gratitude is really more of this choice. And so how you see the world. So God is the God. He gives. 
He is the giver. And when you think about it in those terms, how horrible does it seem for you to actually have an envious demeanor? You go, God, I don't want your gifts. I want what this guy has. Hmm. Even though God has given you these things because of who you are. And he is giving everybody, you know, a lot of things. I mean, you start thinking about the environment that you live in. He's given not just you that he's given a lot of people that that are around you. So there are things that are like general in your life to be thankful for. But there's also things that are very specific to you. Only you have the husband or wife that you have. Only you have the son and daughter that you have. Only you or very few people have the home that you had, right? I mean, people buy, not very many people are going to live in that home. There's only a few people that are right. going to end up living in that home in the life of that home. And so it, it grandparents, in-laws, you, only you have those things. And so God is a giver. And you got to approach your life through the filter of gratitude to actually see these things. And here's the other thing about gratitude is that gratitude begets gratitude. It builds on itself. So you start off with small things to be grateful for, or maybe just one thing to be grateful for. And it starts leading to other things. And I'll give you an example. Let's say that... um, you are a couple that is really struggling right now. You try to think of something that you're grateful for, for your husband and wife, and you really struggle for things that you're grateful for, but you're able to land on one single thing. Let's say you go, I am thankful that I'm thankful for my husband because without him, I would not have my children. And I know that's not a small thing because children are a massive thing, but you kind of get what I'm saying. That is, that, is not, that is not something that you would go to in a deep, really successful marriage relationship first, right? That is like, okay, what am I thankful for? You're thinking about a bunch of stuff and you land on the children. Well, now all of a sudden you have something that you're thankful for, for your husband or wife, your children. Now, every time you come into contact with your children, you're thankful for your husband or your wife for those things. And so it starts building on itself. I'm thankful for my, every time your children make you happy. Well, you're thankful for your husband or wife for bringing them into your life. They start to kind of build on itself. Mm. And it's like a magnet. It's like gravity. And it's like gratitude starts bringing all of these things into your life that you're grateful for and it starts to build on itself. Okay. And so, When I say that gratitude combats envy, meaning that they're incompatible, Mm -hmm. the more grateful you are, the stronger gratitude becomes, the less envy has power over you and all the other things that go with that. Well, yeah. And envy leads to all these battles, right? So. Yeah. And um, even when it comes to comparison, uh, I know with, it's, I find that a lot with children, with with our homeschooling efforts, with our parenting efforts, with how our kids are behaving out and about. There's this comparison where 
it really impacts the way that we react with our children. So another way, both that it strengthens your relationships and it combats that which is incompatible with it, which I would say comparison really is because you're looking at that which you have to be grateful for, is you are instead of comparing your children, which they always know, they know when we are you know, disappointed in them because they are not the insert family here. It, it's going to go a long way towards changing our mindset on the way that we look at situations, the way that we interact with our children, with our spouse, with everyone around us, because it combats that which uh, is is incompatible with it, and it strengthens our relationships. But the third thing is that it makes you a better teacher. And that's a pretty amazing thing. But I think that when you look at it through how it's strengthening our relationships with our children, it is you know removing that which is incompatible with it, it makes sense. Well, it, so gratitude makes you a, great, a better teacher. The example for that is actually going to be Paul. In his epistles, when he was writing those, and, and, and at the beginning of all of his epistles, it is well-founded and you know a lot of teachers teach that he starts those epistles off with encouragement, right? But not many people actually point out that he starts those epistles out with gratitude. And in almost every single one of his epistles, he starts off in literally chapter one, he starts them off with some level of a gratitude statement. He points out something that he is grateful about regarding the audience that he's writing to, or he's grateful regarding the work of Jesus Christ that he sees in that audience. And what we can take from that is that gratitude actually softens the field. It softens the heart. It prepares the heart for instruction. And so when you lack gratitude, there's more of this narrowness. There's more of this sense of uh, internalization. You're a much, the heart is a lot harder mm. when it lacks gratitude. And what gratitude does is that it softens the field. It's kind of like when you're talking about the fruits of the spirit. And the idea is, is that there's this tree and you understand what the tree is by the fruit that it produces. Well, the tree is actually planted in this field that has been tended with gratitude. It's like turning over the soil in your heart makes it much more fertile for the work of Jesus Christ and the work of the spirit. And so if you are struggling with one of your students, so you're a homeschool mom or a homeschool dad, and you are struggling with one of your kids actually being open to you teaching them, let's say it's a hard subject, it's math, it's algebra, and you are struggling with that, or you are just struggling to get the attention of your kids, try starting your day off with some sort of a grateful statement regarding your kids. And when I say that, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying I'm thankful that you did the dishes last night. What I'm trying to say is, is that you actually give them a reason why you are thankful for them. Like it's something that you are seeing in them, in their demeanor, in their character, and, and something that you're seeing in them that makes you grateful. So you are thankful that they are, they have a sharing heart. You are thankful 
that they are starting the day off with a big smile and they are excited to get things going. It's like something that you see in their character about who they are that you are grateful for. And when you pick that out and you actually tell them that, it makes them smile and it actually prepares the soil ready to be instructed. And so it makes you a better teacher. Well, also our ability to teach our children is is really largely based on our relationship with them. It's going to be really hard to teach a child with whom you have no relationship. Therefore, if we kind of double back to the very beginning where we talked about the fact that gratitude actually strengthens those relationships, all of these ways that we are investing in these relationships, appreciating, making them grow, that is going to give us a much stronger foundation to be able to teach our children all the subjects, the easy ones, the living ones we're doing together, the the stair step ones that you know we have to do separately. All of those things become easier because we have taken the time to really cultivate and develop a deep, meaningful relationship with our children where they know that they are loved, they are appreciated, they are cherished, they are valued. All of these things go a long way towards making us a much more effective teacher for our children. But we are almost out of time, David. So I want in just really, really short detail, how how do you get this posture, this habit, this demeanor, as you noted, of gratitude. Well, gratitude is not natural for us. What is natural is going to be envy. And I don't think that surprises anybody. You don't, you don't wake up one day and go, okay, I'm going to be grateful. It's not your natural bent. It's not your reflex. And so you have to work on this in yourself. And so you have to actually develop this habit of Thanksgiving. Now, what makes, what makes um, Thanksgiving as a habit hard is that it's a mental habit. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of a habit is actually difficult because you have physical habits and you have mental habits and mental habits get to how you think and physical habits get to what you do. So uh, you want to start getting up early in the morning. Well, that's a much easier habit to actually do because it's trackable. It's something that is easy to measure. You set the alarm and you get up. Right. It's or you go to bed earlier at night. It, it's something that you could do. Hey, I want to go to the gym more. Well, you can actually track that. You can put a calendar up and you can start checking the box on the days that you go to the gym and you actually physically go to the gym. Um, you want to go hiking more. You want to do exercise. I don't know. It's physical exercise is a lot easier to be able to track and do. Mental habits are much harder. And um and, and so you, the main way to impact mental habits is through writing. Mm. Writing actually is like engraving pathways into your brain. And so you actually, the way you're going to impact a mental habit is by journaling. And you actually have to write it down. And so what I'm actually saying is, is that you, the way you develop a Thanksgiving habit is that you journal. And you write down what you're thankful for. But it takes 40 days to develop a habit. And so it's something that is repeated over and over and over and over again. And that's where it actually gets kind of difficult. Because the first day, it's not too hard to write down what you're thankful for. Second day, not too hard. Third day, not so hard. Fourth day, not so hard. You get into the fifth, sixth, seventh day, it gets difficult. There's only so many times that you can be thankful for your husband, 
thankful for your mom. And what I mean by that is you just write down, I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful for, by the time you get to the fifth or sixth day, you've run through most of your, your uh, family relationships. And so what you need to be able to do is you need to actually be detailed. The other thing about detail is that it makes it more real, so much more powerful when you have detail. And so rather than say, I'm thankful for my husband or I'm thankful for my wife, you actually go through a specific example of something that they have done or some quality that they have that you are thankful for. I am so thankful that my wife is so selfless that she looks to do things before for other people before she looks to do things for herself. She is very willing to sacrifice to make other people comfortable. And then you come back the next day and you have another detailed reason why you are thankful for your wife. And you go into your, um, your son. You are thankful for your son because of this, this, and this, and this that he has done or these qualities that you see in him. Not only does it make it more real, right? Mm -hmm. But it starts to kind of build on itself. The reason why is because it's a lot more powerful to think of and write down five reasons why you are thankful for some event or some person or some thing in your life rather than five isolated things that aren't connected at all. The depth of gratitude that comes out of those five things going deep, five things that you're thankful for your husband or five things that you're thankful for your wife is so much more impactful to you than those five isolated things. So you pick one reason why you're thankful for your husband, one reason why you're thankful for your son, one reason why you're thankful for your mom, one reason why, okay, you continue on with that. It's actually more powerful for you to go, okay, on Monday, I'm going to write five reasons why I'm thankful for my husband. Uh, Tuesday, I'm going to write five reasons why I'm thankful for my son. What I am saying is, is that every single day, you need to make sure that you write at least at least one thing that you're thankful for. And you have to write it down. And you need to do it for 40 days straight. 40 is the number of transformation in the Bible. There's a reason for that. And it's because habits are transformational. And I guarantee you that if you do things for 40 days straight, the 41st day, if you don't do it, you're going to feel like something's missing in your life. And you need these habits. And so it, you need to do this, do it for 40 days straight. And if you are writing down what you're thankful for, for 40 days straight, it will change your demeanor and it will change your platform that you approach your life. It will be change the reflex. It will change the way you work. It will change. It'll make you work better, like mm -hmm. biblically. Um, it will change your relationships. It will make you less envious. You know, you'll stop hanging out with all these other things that are evil. And it's all about changing your habits. And Thanksgiving comes through a habit. So at the very beginning of the, the podcast, I mentioned that um, David has created a transformed journal, a Thanksgiving journal. And I just want to bring that up again now, because all of these things that he's been talking about, all of these ways that you build a habit, all of these ways to benefit your family, 
there's actually a resource to help you do that and to walk you through that while also growing you in your knowledge of what God's word has to say about Thanksgiving and how how we see that play out throughout the book of Psalms. So I want to encourage you to go check that out. Again, it's transformjournals.com. But in that Thanksgiving journal that he's created, there is like, I don't know, 40, 50 pages of teaching on what Thanksgiving is and how it it impacts you and your family. And again, I I just want to speak personally as someone who has seen how God used this in his life and how that overflowed into our family. What he learned and what he is passing on in that book has been an unbelievable, unbelievably beneficial thing for our family. God has used it mightily to to really transform all of our hearts as as it started with him and overflowed. So you're going to get all of that teaching. And then for 40 days, like he noted, the 40 days of transformation, the 40 days to build a new habit, he's going to give you one psalm a day, one passage in Psalms where he's going to break that out, teach you what the history was, where it was set, all this cool stuff, what that means, what the Psalm actually contains and how that applies to your life. And then he's got four prompts to walk you through every day as you're cultivating this written habit of journaling what you're grateful for. So baby, what are those four prompts, those four things that you write about every day? So it's, um, what are you grateful for? It is, how did this impact your life? It is, um, how did God show grace to you? And the reason why I do grace is because understanding grace, well, the Greek word for grace is actually inside of the Greek word for thanksgiving. Charis, which is grace, is inside of Eucharisto. And the reason why is because thanksgiving is actually intensified through humility and understanding unmerited favor, which is grace. And so if you understand how God showed grace to you today, that's going to lead to thanksgiving. And then you have, how did this impact your life? Well, that just shows kind of the ripple effect of these things that are happening in your life that you're thankful for. And then the last one is uh, cast your cares on the Lord and his prayer. Because prayer and Thanksgiving are often coupled together as foundational in the Christian life. And so I ask those three questions all the way through for the 40 days, and you actually fill those out. And in terms of the Psalms, those are Thanksgiving Psalms. And so there are Psalms that Thanksgiving is mentioned. And there's 53 of those. And uh, I profile 40 of them. Yeah. So again, if you go to transformjournals.com, you're going to be able to to look through that. You're going to be able to pick up a copy for you, but we also sell them in packs of two. So you can do this with your spouse. Um, It's a great way to to start or end your day together, compare notes, share what God is teaching you, really make a focus on Thanksgiving and gratitude in your marriage. There is never a better time of year than right now as we're going into this holiday season where we're focusing so intently on Thanksgiving, but there's never a bad time to start this. So get yourself one, get a pack of two, get a pack of five or however many you need. Do it with your family and family devotions. Again, helping your children get this habit of being in God's word every day and build the habit while they're young of being grateful and actively working on that habit. So go to transformjournals.com 
look at those, pick up some copies of those today. We'll ship them out immediately for you so that you can get started right away. Um, I hope that this has been a help and a great encouragement to you. I know that every time he talks about it, I am encouraged, I'm challenged. So I hope that you are as well. Hope you have a great rest of your day, rest of your week. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.